All right, Lagos, let's have a bit of conversation, shall we? On the glass ceiling every Wednesday at four, we have conversations about all the different barriers that women face, all the different barriers that hold women back from all the things that they would like to be. And for the past few days, the world has been taking part of 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. Gender-based violence is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, setback that women face. And today is day 10 of our 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. As we've been telling you for the past 10 days, it's a campaign that challenges all the different types of violence against women and girls. The campaign also tries to raise everybody's awareness so that we all see the role that we can play in ending uh, gender-based violence, especially when it comes to creating a permissive environment for it. And today on The Glass Ceiling, we're looking at one specific area where we currently have violence against women being normalized, if not even condoned and encouraged. And that's in the entertainment sector, especially in comedy. That's what we're talking about today, rape culture in stand-up comedy and entertainment. We're going to take a look at the ways in which the images, the ideas that are communicated to us through entertainment may normalize or perpetuate or justify rape culture. And then we're also going to give an, ex- an extra attention to comedy. It's a field of entertainment which is male-dominated and for which the audience is also major, uh, majorly uh, male. And they've been widely publicized cases where comedians have made jokes that appeared to justify or even encourage rape. We're going to look at how those messages are received and whether or not they uh, contribute to the current situation in our society where rape is in many ways normalized. Now, as we look at the situation, we, may, we, we must always look at, we must also look at it in the context of free speech. I mean, it's a hot button issue right now considering the debate over the hate speech law. Our comedy and satire covered by free speech and to what extent and here to discuss all of this with me is a panel of very opinionated very knowledgeable guests i have uh Ireti bakara yusuf who is huge in the entertainment industry she's an actor she is uh, a broadcaster she's a journalist she's all kinds of things <laughs> she's also on this station every thursday at 6 30 hosting listed location Ireti, hi thank you so much for coming back on the show hello sandra i haven't added acting yet but I am known to act privately, of course. Oh, okay. Of course, I, but thank I, I, you. I will you come are very to you kind. With, uh, for the <laughs> videos of the acting in private. And I have as well a human rights activist on the show with me, Pamela Adir. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. She also Sandra. has a documentary out. Can I call you an actress? No. I, <laughs> no? Actress, so just no. a documentary producer? Filmmaker. Filmmaker. See? Good. I, I brought in the real people for you. And on the phone, we're going to have Chi Girl join us. She's a stand-up comedian, also an actress um, right here in Nigeria. She's in Abuja at a conference, so she may not be able to join us, but we're going to keep trying until we get her on the phone. As usual, you who's listening at home or in your car or in the office, you are our most important guest. So throughout the show, call in. Send us messages via WhatsApp. Send us messages on Twitter and on Facebook. Tell us what you think. Have you heard jokes or seen images in your entertainment uh, about rape? Have you heard jokes that make light of or support rape? How did you react? What did you think of it? 
Did you give it any thought at the time? Do you think it matters, these jokes? Do you think that jokes affect the way people see life? Do you think comedy can change behavior? Do you think it's just jokes? People should lighten up a bag and stop taking it seriously. Now, someone listening to the show right now is saying, now, wow, ordinary joke, Pamela, you don't mean anything now, or it's not as serious now. What do you have to say to convince that person, Pamela? Well, um, you know, one of the things that really helps to shape um, culture and um, I guess social pop culture, I should say, mm. is entertainment. Whether we like it or not, uh, a lot of um, young people, um, you know, listen to rappers, listen to actresses and actors, listen to, um, you know, uh, stand-up comedians, you know, listen to all sorts of things via social media. And we cannot deny the influence that that has in how their opinions are shaped and formed, even if it's not conscious. You know, these kinds of comedy and and um, you know violence in music and in, in entertainment in general seeps into the subconscious mind. Mm. And so, even when an individual is not really conscious about the learning process that's happening mm. it's still happening mm. you know these things seep into you and before you know it um you know we we we, we have a society like the one we have here in nigeria where you know people just joke about <laughs> rape about rape irichi yeah. uh, uh, do you, i mean what do you have to say to the person who's saying oh god lighting up ladies well, look, um, Pam has made some very good points, but here's what I'd like to remind them. So first of all, I've got to say Pamela and I are part of a group of feminists called the Nigerian Feminist Forum. Proudly so. We do. We'll invite you to join us. So go on the website and look for Nigeria Feminist Forum. We're a pretty strong group. And, and we fight for everybody, by the way. Now, here's the message I'd like to get out there. Just as Pamela said, but I'll take people back some years because I think I'm a few years older than both of you. Mm -hmm. Go back to the days of rap music when rap music was really violent. I mean, literally it was about shooting, killing. It was about the denigration of women. It was about the denigration of society and that community. Mm. If you notice, they had to change it because what was happening is people were continuing to sort of promote that and act it out, actually. Um, they had to change the narrative in order to change their community. And that's why people must always remember that language is important, narrative is important, rhetoric is important, because whether you like it or not, it is a way, it's, it, in fact, it's one of the most effective way of planting either positive or negative thoughts. Think about it. Mm. So you stand there and a comedian is saying... Um, like Basket Mouth said, let me just say, tell you what Basket Mouth said, mm. shall I? So, actually, it was an insult all around. So, he was talking about, um, it was comparing dating white girls to dating African girls, not even black girls, African girls. Mm. So, he said on, on the third date, a white girl would give it up for sex, right? Mm -hmm. On the eighth date, we've... An African girl, of course, by this time you've taken them for Chinese, as he said, you've taken them to the cinema, you've bought perfume, something, something. On the eighth date, you attempt sex. You fail. On the ninth date, and I'm quoting him now, ninth date, rape, in capital letters. He didn't say it in small letters. It was in capital letters with three exclamation marks. Now... Think of the amount, and this was done on his Facebook site. I would be, it was what, five years ago? 
think about the amount of young people who adore, who inspires, who follow him, who looks up to him, lots of young comedians. Think about it. And he's just one. I mean, he did say, in fairness to him, he did say um, on the documentary, the Larry, Larry, what's his name, Block? I've forgotten his name now. There's a documentary on... Um, on Netflix, that's called The Dangerous World of Comedy, where he's interviewed, okay, Bakasi's interviewed, and Helen Paul is interviewed, and I think one other person they talk about. This is the episode four, which so I implore everybody to go and watch it. He does say on there, Basketmouth does say on there that um that joke that he posted was actually originally posted by OK Bakasi. He then just posted it on his Facebook. Well, clearly, more people were actually listening and looking up to basket mouth than they were to a Kibakasi because that's when it went but personally i'm not on facebook i don't do facebook but of course i was on holiday i wasn't even on in nigeria when that story happened i was on holiday um i was on holiday in cape town and i promise you south africa was on fire that's where i first heard it hmm. so you can imagine so such messaging is critical it's critically dangerous and that's why People must always remember language is important. And yes, you can say it's only a joke. You know, he's got liberty. It's a free world, you know, freedom of speech. Well, guess what? As I always say, and if I can tell this to my 16-year-old, I would like a grown man like Basketmouth, Okebakasi, Shei Law, and their ilk to remember. With freedom, with liberty comes responsibility. Hmm. You know, I have to ask you, uh, Pamela, how much influence does comedy have over social issues? And uh, are there examples that you can think of, of how that influence works or has worked? I'm going to ask you as well, Iritiba. Pamela, you first. Yeah, I mean, definitely um, the influence is, is very huge. I mean, how do you mainstream something? How do you make something normalized, right? And the easiest way to do that is to put it in entertainment, to put it in movies, you know, in our films, to, to put it in our music, to put it in, in comedy. Repetition. You know? Yes, to have people, to, to, to have it reinforced in yeah. all of these forms and ways over and over again. Mm. And again, like I said, it seeps into the subconscious. So one reason why, um, you know, a... A comedian like, um, what's his name? Noah. Um, Trevor, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah yeah. is so popular and so um, influential is because he uses comedy. I mean, if, if, you, if you follow his show and you watch his show, you know, you'd see that he uses comedy to talk about social issues, mm. political issues. You know, and yeah, we all tune in. We laugh. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. But you're walking away with something. Exactly. Mm. You yeah. you are learning something. Yeah. You know, so I so comedy shouldn't just be used to highlight uh, the problems of society. And even even if it, it's used in that way, it can also be used to teach. Mm. Yeah. You understand mm -hmm. that is the power of entertainment. Yeah. Mm. The power of Comedy. Yeah, but who are yeah, we to dictate what entertainment does? Why can't entertainment just be entertainment? Right. So I, I think the, the, the real issue here is, you know, when you, when you joke about things like rape, for instance, you, there are people who are listening who have been victims of rape. And especially in Nigeria, Absolutely. where one in four women, I, I, yes. I hope I'm correct. One in four girls. One, one in four girls. Will experience. Rape. Will. Will. Notice the word is will. Not have. Experience. Not have. Right. Will before age 18. Exactly. Mm. 
So when you have that kind of, of statistic, can you imagine the number of women who are walking around mm -hmm. um, having to be re-traumatized um, mm. when, when, when we hear those type of jokes mm. and when we hear um, people laughing at, at, at that, you know? I mean, that must be so horrible mm. as a survivor mm. to even listen to because it reinforces the idea that what you went through is your fault. Yep. Because, I mean, this man has taken you out for, yep. for many dates. He has yes, you he's bought you this, bought this you one, that one. <laughs> he has taken you to the cinema. He has bought you a bag. You know, so, so why would you not have sex, okay? Mm. And so if he has taken it upon himself to have sex, with, to rape you, mm -hmm. then it is your fault, right? So, so when, we, when, when we say comedy is just comedy, that, that's, that's just not true. Okay, let me come to you, Iriting. Uh, um, the same question I asked her as well, how much influence does comedy have over social issues? Do you have examples that you can share about how that influence works? Yes, I'll tell you who I'd like to call out at this time. Helen Paul is a particular favorite of mine. Okay. I adore that woman. And she's a brilliant comedian. And in fact, I'm almost addicted to her comedy because she uses her comedy to message. I see. Right? So like Noah. Noah may have an international platform. I do pray, and those of us who are fans of Helen Paul mm. do pray that she will get to that point because she, she has a handle on Instagram mm -hmm. and she has a character called Elijah John Jazzy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Elijah John Jazzy is constantly, the, every skit is used to educate. Either it's educating young people about how to pick a husband, educating young people about, you know, uh, even in-laws to say, look, don't get involved with uh, when, when two people, when the husband and wife are falling out, don't try to get them. Whether it's educating you about staying in school, whether it's educating against rape, educating against violence, it's constant education. But guess what? I laugh. I laugh so much. But I, and the amount of people that follow her, I mean, she's even used it to educate us about our responsibility to Nigeria. Now, that's what you call talent. Because here's what talent does. When you have real talent, you do not need to pick on the vulnerables of society. Absolutely. There's so much, there is so, especially in this day and age, mm. there's so much material out there. In Nigeria, let alone globally, there's so much material out there for you to make a com to make comedy out of, and we will all be rolling in laughter. Why then do you have to pick on the people who are already in pain? That's my that's my issue with this nonsense about shebina comedy. No, actually, if it was just comedic then nobody would have been damaged by it. Mm. You know, I've heard a lot of Nigerian women complain that Nigerian comedians sometimes express negativity towards women. Do you agree, Pamela? And in what ways have you observed this negativity? <laughs> I'll call them. Let's just call it spade a spade. Misogynists. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you read you know, nails the... Rather, um, what's, what's the word? Um, hits on the, the head. Nail on, on the head. Mm. Um, that's exactly what it is, mm. you know. It's misogyny. It's the patriarchy. Um, and it, it almost seems... I mean, when you listen to Nigerian comedians, it almost seems as, as if if they're not putting women down, mm. then they don't have jokes. You know, it's, it's, it's either you're body-shaming women 
or you're saying that you know that uh, they should be raped or, or, or you know it's 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 always about about women mm. i mean okay let's take for instance you know the recent apology by by basket mouth yeah. where he he refers to his wife and children uh, female i mean his his daughters mm. and the other women in in his life he calls them his prized possessions I mean, just swallow that for a second and see how hard it is. You know, like literally, you almost get what do they call that thing? Belu belu. Like, but, but there's somebody. Literally. But there's somebody listening to us right now, and and the person's asking. And Irichi, this is for you. Uh-huh. But are they not his prized possession? What's so wrong with calling his wife and his daughters his prized possession? Uh, because a possession, it's an item, not a human being. Hmm. I mean, if he doesn't know the difference between that, I just, I actually put that part of you know, um, of his sentence down to a lack of vocabulary, which he has clearly expressed by making such jokes. Because when when you refer to a human being as possession, not only does it say a lot about your mindset, it says a lot about your vocabulary. Mm. And it says a lot about your thinking. It says a lot about the broadness of your, if you like, of your education. And I'm not talking about the ABCD kind of education. I'm talking about a global awareness. Just even the education of, of the mind. Of the mind, right? Possession. Um, I'm sure if you asked his wife, I'm sure she'll probably not like to be referred to as a possession. But hey, that's their marriage, not mine. But I do agree with Pamela that <laughs> there is no such thing as a possession when it comes to a Amen. human being. Right, beat women. My husband, my partner, even my son is not my possession. Mm-hmm. My son is a gift. Is a gift that flourishes my life. So if he had said, you know, these are the women. Well, I'm probably gonna write. If he had asked me, I would have written that for him. And look, <laughs> we'd all be loving him now. If he had said, you know, the women in my life who flourish my life, who make me a better person, exactly. through whom I learn much more and I become so much more better. Mm. Phew. Yeah, so you, didn't, so you agree did with Pamela that the comedy in Nigeria is very negative towards women? Absolutely. Oh, it's beyond negative. Look, I get fed up and I get, let me tell you what happens to me when I walk into an event. Mm. And I, I never, ever, I have never willingly gone to see a Nigerian comedian. Never. Hmm. Right. So it's only ever happened to me by accident where I've gone to an event and it's probably a comedian that's the MC or they've hired him to do a bit of whatever Hmm. it is they do, whatever Hmm. you call it. Anyway, I start palpitating. And I promise you, this is the God's honest truth. I start palpitating. I can literally feel my chest tightening up. Hmm. I don't suffer from asthma. I don't suffer from high blood pressure. But I feel it. Why? Because I am expecting them to have a go at me, at my sisters in the audience, at somebody's wife, some woman. It's going to be a woman if it's not her weave on. It's going to be her this. Is, oh, her, look, her weight. Oh, her weight. Let me tell you something. I went to one um, recently um, at um, a hotel. I'm trying to remember. And it was, but I, I remember who was on stage. It was Shay Law hmm. that was on stage. And he said, <laughs> I almost died. And I don't even know this person. He said, da 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 da, took a makinwa. We bleach to get to keep a man. My mouth was agape, and so were all the other women. Like, oh, what did he just say? Is that then I should be she write them for a book? He said he did inside the book. Well, guess what? That's her story to tell. 
It's not your material, actually. But it's her material. But you know, Iriti, if people are listening and they're saying, if we say that this particular subject matter is out of bounds as far as comedy is concerned, imagine that every single person who is at the center of any other subject says this particular subject matter is out of the question as far as comedy is concerned, comedians will have nothing to joke about. Well, that's a talentless comedian. I mean, Ellen Paul's doing very well. Absolutely. Helen Paul's doing very well. The, look, Alibaba makes me laugh. At the same event, let me just tell you, at the same event that I was at, mm -hmm. Alibaba got on stage. Oh my gosh, were we laughing today because he was telling us. About, and that's the thing. Matured, talented, and intellectual comedians will draw from their own life experience and he was telling us a story about um, him and Dede and RMD mm -hmm. and what they got up to and we were all laughing so much because guess what comedy is about delivery mm. right but also every one of us have material in our lives that actually could be comedic mm. so if you draw back on your own personal experience you're not going to be upsetting anybody what if your experience is about i don't know the women what about raping know? women well, well, that's what i was gonna ask well <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand I mean, like, what if, so, what if, what so, if, what, I mean, okay, what, what, when you, when you, when you listen to some of the, the really, um, popular and, and well-renowned mm. comedians, mm. like Alibaba, for mm. instance, I, I started watching Alibaba when, when I was very young. Mm. I used to go to his comedy shows all the time. And I don't remember a time when Alibaba you felt offended. about rape. That's right. I don't remember that. Time. There's no need to offend. And he was so funny. I really thought he was like absolutely, absolutely funny. But he was, he wasn't, he, he didn't come off as offensive. No. You know, and, you know, circling back to that documentary you talked about. Yeah, I think it's Larry Charles' Dangerous World of Comedy yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, I know on, that's what it's on, called. On Netflix, yes. You know, he, he, he also mentioned something about um, recycling jokes. That's right. That he, yes. he, he recycles a, a lot of jokes. Mm. And what he does is he takes jokes from outside Nigeria. Or some, or Who's where, he wherever. in this case? Uh, Baskemar. Bas Baskemar Bas Bas takes yeah. jokes from outside of Nigeria and then turns it, like he sort of localizes mm -hmm. the, the content mm. to make it more... Relatable. Yes. So, I mean, that, that should tell you that that's someone who is not... Um, putting in any, any there's not a lot of work mental, going into that mental work okay well right? we, 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 well i need to introduce our okay. third guest uh, she's she's finally joined us on the phone she girl hi good evening hi hello everyone. hello Chuma. hi okay so i have <laughs> i have um pamela adia on the on the in the studio and i also have uh Ireti bakar yusuf in the studio with us and we've been talking about um rip culture in entertainment and stand-up mm. comedy and it's great that we have a comedian in the house. And I started by saying that some people who are listening to the show right now uh, will be like, now, nah, wow, ordinary joke. You don't mean anything now. It's not that serious. Right. And right. you're a comedian. So I'm curious what you have to say to that. Um, well, I'm of the opinion that I think we... When you when you become a public figure, as as is the code word on Instagram these days, you don't want to say celebrity. Mm. You're a public figure. I think you have to be responsible for the kind of messages that you send out. Um, in that same vein, I, now I mean this. I, I heard people were making a, a, a 
there was a lot of laws about 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 baskets and a joke he made or something like that. Mm-hmm. I never personally listened to it or heard it, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily feel like like it came from a malicious place mm-hmm. or it came for the principle of making light something as serious as rape. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I haven't heard it to form my own opinion about how he said or what I thought he meant. Would you like me to repeat it, Choma? Um, I remember it. It's <laughs> let me tell you how it is. It it was it's still jarring five years on. I remember it so clearly. If you go on my Instagram handle, it is written there. I captured it. Yeah, but I want her to finish a thought that she had. Uh, Irati, hold on. Choma, Choma, go ahead. Um, um, I'm saying what I'm saying is mm. we all have to be responsible. We are responsible for our actions. Mm-hmm. Regardless, and we're responsible for, and we also have to be ready for whatever backlash comes from these actions. Mm. Now, I also, I am also of the opinion that nobody is beyond redemption, or nobody, if someone, if someone is is apologetic about something they've done and wants to say sorry for it, I think we should accept as well because we're all human beings. Mm. Now, this situation with rape, it's it's a serious thing, and it's 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 been you know sort of like in the forefront of most of the other news in in, in a very long, for a very long time mm. um as a woman as a comedian nobody ever wants that kind of a thing to be something to me to be made light of mm. it's not there's nothing light about about molestation there's nothing light about somebody taking your your right away from you mm. and forcefully doing something to you there's nothing light about it. Mm. um so it's not something to be played with. Okay. It's not something to be... Not, I don't think it's for entertainment. There's, no, there's nothing about rape that says entertaining. There's nothing about it as a topic or, or a side joke or a side whatever that's entertaining. Mm. Um, but then again, we are where we are and, and, and things are as they are. And I guess people allow maybe... I don't know what the word is to use. Allow some things to be made fun of. Okay. I feel like that one should not be one of them. I, I have to ask you another question. Opinion. I asked um, the the ladies as well. How much yeah. influence does comedy have over social issues? Are there examples um, of how that influence works? I don't. Um, I, I feel like everybody has has a responsibility to to spread the word when it comes to social issues and, and keep them on the forefront or, or stress the importance of these things. Mm. If we can talk about uh, poverty and we can talk about politics and, and peace during politics and, and, and not killing each other and things like that. Mm. Yeah, so we there is a way. I, I mean, I think it's a message being passed. It's just the message is just through funny. So yes, I can make you laugh, mm-hmm. but I want you to also think. Mm. That's the objective. Mm. You laugh, but you also think about it and say, ah, it's cool, mm. but it might be said in a funny way. Mm. But you still, you still should be able to sort of like think about what is being said to you and realize that there's a message behind the comedy. It's not an act. It's, there's actually something tangible that you're supposed to get from it, hmm. which is what we try to do. And then before you joined us, I also asked them um, what they thought about Nigerian comedians sometimes expressing negativity towards women. I've heard a lot of complaints from a lot of yeah. Nigerian women. Do you agree mm-hmm. with that? And I, I don't know, what. in what ways have you no, observed I, I that mean, negativity? You know, I, I watch my colleagues do it all the time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watch my colleagues say things that sometimes stick me a little deep, like, eh, I don't know about that one. But that one was a little, you know. But then again, I watch comedians abroad who are married with children mm-hmm. still do the same things on stage, mm. and audience is laughing. Mm. So I'm like, what? What's good for the goose? I guess it's good for the gander. So why should it be different here? Now we're in a society that 
we we you see the thing about it is a lot of times we laugh at these things and then then we complain about it. So somebody's like, which one are you doing? Are you complaining or are you laughing? Mm. Um, they talk about women in all kinds of ways. It's just like saying in all these songs that they sing, and we, they call it the B word, the H word, the this word, and you're supposed to like hear your thing. Oh, that's my B. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, this, this H is a this and a that and a that. And they're rapping, and you're singing it along. Singing. Full, full on echo. <laughs> and and they are made us look like like a single pants outside. <laughs> but... <laughs> but but it, it is the culture, you know what I mean? Which is why I think it boils down to the individual and you're telling yourself, my brand is not going to be about this, that, and the other. Mm. Um, but we know some things, might not, you might not be selling and making the money like you want to because you're not following the bandwagon. Mm. So are you willing to make that sacrifice of not follow the bandwagon and not make as much money? Good question. Uh, Pamela, what do you have to say to that? Well, you know, um, Chigel is someone that I, that I <laughs> we love her, right? <laughs> and I, I've been listening to her jokes for for a while now, mm. and I laugh at um, a lot of skits and and recordings. I remember those days when they started uh, via BlackBerry. The BlackBerry voice. Yes, right. people people send these things, and you know, and I I really laugh about about the, I, I laughed about them, you know, but they were they were not in any way damaging to to right. to um, women or to any vulnerable group. And one of the things that I really admired about about uh, your jokes, Jigo, is that you you really talked about yourself. You understand, and right. you made fun of yourself, which was a great connection, right? Life experience. Exactly. Um, and uh, at the same time, I really understand your solidarity with your colleagues and 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 and, and, and all of that, you know. But I, I have to say that, you know, just because people outside Nigeria are telling jokes about women that are distasteful doesn't necessarily mean that we have to also copy it um yeah we we can, i agree yeah absolutely we have as, as you said we have that responsibility to 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 kind of develop the society that that we want to have and so i don't agree that it is up to the individual i think that if you have a platform that that has that that's um that you're able to amplify your voice through that you mm -hmm. should you should use it and if, oh, if sure. yeah you should you should use it to pass messages to 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 educate okay um so i i, I mean those those are my my thoughts about what you just Irritating. said hmm. choma you know what i'd like to ask you yes ma'am everybody loves your work I only got to know about your work a few years ago, but, um, and it was actually, it was during the days of Blackberry, and I remember actually hearing you on Smooth FM for the first time, and I almost crashed my car, because you were making me laugh no, so much. No, don't say that, don't say that. That's going to affect my marketing. <laughs> do, do you see, this is my exactly. point, Choma, this is my point, you have not even tried, and we're all cracking up here. Now, that's what I mean about talent. You draw from your life experiences. You have, a, you have so many, like a great retort for when somebody speaks without even thinking about it. Do you understand? And that is the difference here. And it's, it's very true. You're right about in the abroad. There are those who do it in the abroad. But let me tell you what would happen. You and I both know because you're a woman who speaks what? Three, four, five, six, two hundred languages, Chuma? <laughs> two hundred. 
Or is it 200 hours? Just yeah, and she and you've got so many different voices, and you have so many different characters that you delight as well. Now, with rather, now here's what would happen abroad if anybody just let's use Kevin Hart the minute he said that nonsense that he said, he had to apologize, otherwise, he was going to be paying the price. Do you understand? And it's that consequence. And, and let me tell you what happens. And it doesn't just happen with rape for me. It also yeah. happens with the way fem- Nigerian negative, comedians negative, yeah. Nigerian comedians are actually disrespected, in my opinion. And it's, right. to, it's all to do with this patriarchal society that we live in. Okay? If I could, if you could have, by the time you, you have what? Four male comedians... Comedians, Lagos, comedians are the women. Comedians are the men. Right. right. So right. so they get it right. right. So you've got four comedians before you have four K. Ten. Before you have one comedian. Come on. How does that work? So that's part of that picture. And we mustn't get away. We mustn't be shy to actually address it. Whether it's deliberate, whether it's conditioning, the fact uh-huh. is it exists, right? right. And, it's, and right. it's that same patriarchal mind that actually gives somebody the, 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 the guts, if you like, the effrontery to make a joke about rape. Look, let me give you another example. Okay, Bakasi made a joke. Busala was in the crowd, Busala Dakulu, and he said, make anybody know something. My pigeon is clearly, you know, quite destructive oh. in itself. But he said something about, make anybody know come to me, it's been said I'll be passed to, I go crest you. Mm. She was in that audience, apparently. Can you imagine? So Basket Mouth didn't just make a joke about white girls, black girls. He also then went on, Okay, and I'm tr- I've got to bring this home for people so they know what it feels like to be a survivor. He also then went on to make a joke about grandmothers wanting to get raped by armed robbers because the husband had died, she had been widowed a long time. Now, guess what? None of us knew that Taiwo Jailesit was going to come out with her story this year. Right? Taiwo Jailai said, Mama T, as I call her, came out recently, what, last week, two weeks ago, about that she had been raped by armed robbers. The same um, boys who worked for her in her school, who she had sacked, then broke into her house and raped her. So do you see why this is not so much about redemption? Yeah. It's, yeah. About, yeah. it's about a total yeah. lack yeah. of yeah. thought. And, yes. and, and and also right. impurity. I mean, you know, we, we are already in a in a society that doesn't really support that doesn't really provide support for survivors of sexual violence and women in general. Mm. So uh, coming from that disadvantaged point exactly. to having to be re traumatized every, every time. time is distressing. Mm. I mean there's there, there's there's just no excuse for it. I know? mean Nigeria's I, already at war with women anyway, so you know Okay, but I, I need to ask and this is a question that uh, I, I would like Chama to ask answer for me but she'll answer after the break why are there so many jokes from male nigerian comedians about rape if you're on twitter you saw that viral video uh, um, of some
some young uh, um, Instagram comedian who yeah. did some funny thing. I don't re- really yeah. remember the content of it, but yeah. it went viral and people had a lot of thoughts to share about mm. that particular uh, video as well. So it begs the question, why are there so many jokes from male Nigerian comedians about rape? Again, the conversation is rape culture in stand-up comedy and entertainment. Is there a role that our comedy, that our entertainment can play as far as dismantling rape culture or enabling rape culture? That's what we're trying to uh, get to the I don't bottom of. Like, I'm, I'm like, whenever I hear the word rape culture, I'm like, why is there even a rape culture? Mm, like, that's... it's almost like, why is there even a classification of rape culture? Like, it's it's a, it's a horrible concept to even try to put in it beside the word culture. Yeah. Like, I feel like, because rape takes everything from you, rape strips you. It's, yeah, it's, culture is something. It's because it's so, been yeah, normalized. Yeah, it's just because it's, it's only as colloquial now, so everybody kind of sort of says it. Yeah. Um, so so let's, and, let's and, come back to this after the okay. break. Just stay on the line, okay. and uh, you as well. Don't go away, because I'll take your calls after this break. This is the Glass Ceiling on Hard Facts. Today on The Glass Ceiling, we're having conversations 
about our our entertainment industry, stand-up comedy especially. We're taking a look at the ways that the images, the ideas that are communicated to us through entertainment may normalize, may perpetuate, may justify uh, rape culture. Today is day 10 of our 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. And rape is a form of violence against women. We've got Choma Mare, a.k.a. Chi Girl, on the phone with us. She's just been named one of uh, the EU's influencers uh, for this 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. We also have a human rights uh, advocate on the show, Pamela Adie, who is a filmmaker, as well as Iriti Bakara Yusuf, who is a broadcast journalist, who is an actor within the privacy of her bedroom. I like that. <laughs> Nobody's allowed to come in. <laughs> And uh, who is a producer, who is a, a lot of great things. And uh, we're all having this conversation on the show. You are my most important guest. I'm talking about you who's in your car, you who is uh, in the house or uh, in the office. And I need to find out what you think of the conversation we are having. Have you heard jokes or seen images in entertainment that make light of or support rape? How did you react? What did you think? Did you give it any thought at the time? Do you even think it matters? that people are making jokes about rape? Do you think um, that jokes affect the way people see life? Do you think comedy can change behavior? Do you think it's just jokes and, oh, God, you people should just lighten up already? Chigo, before the break, I said I wanted to find out why mm. so many jokes from Nigerian male comedians are about rape. Do you know? I don't know why. I, I don't necessarily know I don't necessarily know what... what um fuels that or, or puts that idea in people's heads. Now, I, 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 the people that are in, in, in this industry of mine that I respect totally, um, and there are a few of them, I, I, first of all, I know one person that I, I hold in very high regard is Ali Baba, and I've never heard him do that. Like, I've never had him go that way. Now, I don't understand. Like, they're, they're, as a comedian, there are some things I personally, and I might be wrong, mm. I personally feel like there are some things I don't consider talent like i feel like if you have to stand up in front of people and one yab your audience a lot mm. i don't think i think that you have no content mm. so hence you now turn it to to being abusive or vindictive or, or now insulting people in the name of comedy i don't feel like that i don't feel like that's a show of comedic talent that, that's just me mm. maybe maybe because these these things are not aligned with my brand and the kind of comedian that I am. Mm -hmm. It's not the kind of thing I would ever do. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I say that, I mean, it, it, I've, I've been in a situation where someone came at me, mm -hmm. you know, from the audience, and then when I got on stage, I went back at them. Mm, good. Because good they came you, at girl. me. One, because <laughs> this was a young comedian, mm -hmm. because they look for the easy things to go to. You go to yeah. somebody about weight, or mm. you talk about, oh, these yeah. kind of things. And the person went at me about my, like, making reference to my, my size. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at this little child who is about 16, 17, and an up and comedian. I was like, I don't want to crush your dreams totally, but listen. And I went at him in a nice joking way about, mind yourself, you're still young, I can flog you, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I, I don't necessarily know. I mean, back to, to, your, to your question, I didn't want to necessarily go off, off, go off on a tangent. But I think, with regards to your question, I don't necessarily know if there is anything in particular that fuels that. And I, I, I don't think... It comes, I don't necessarily know if anybody writes a set mm -hmm. for a comedy show and there's a set about rape, like if there's a topic mm -hmm. about rape. Mm -hmm. Now, I think some of these things come to mind and they just sort of in like the fade moment. off the cuff or in the moment. I wonder what now, uh, Pamela thinks. But, 
But then it, it should never, what, I, what I'm saying is it should never be in the moment. Hmm. That is not something that should even be part of your moment. Yeah. Like it shouldn't <laughs> be part of your moment. It shouldn't be part of, the, of your sex. It hmm. shouldn't be something we should talk about. Hmm. It shouldn't be something we should make light of. Hmm. The only time maybe rape should be a topic is at a conference about how to stop it. Hmm. Not somebody using it to make anybody else laugh. But then you watch these shows, and sometimes the women are laughing, which makes you wonder, well, okay, what planet am I on? Pamela, why are the women laughing at rape jokes? <laughs> Sandra, I don't know why women are laughing at rape jokes. Um, but, uh, you know, earlier on in the show, I mentioned the statistics of rape uh, amongst young girls, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And I mentioned that one in every four girls, which is uh, about 20, 20% or 25%, yeah. Um, will be will be raped uh, by the time they are 18. 18. Okay, so rape is a very Ooh. common occurrence in Nigeria, oh, and that is also because we don't really have any social supports for uh, survivors of rape, mm -hmm. right? So we blame women. We we ask. We, we ask ourselves, what were you wearing? Why were you there? Mm. Why did yeah. you go there? Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Why did blah. you collect the shawarma and the ice why cream? Why did you <laughs> Okay, so why? But, you know, so when, 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 you, when you have that kind of, um, what, what do you call it, high occurrence mm -hmm. in, in, a, in, a, in a society, it, it only shows you that we are an extremely violent people. A few days ago on Twitter, there was this video that was trending about a man who was harassing a, a, a PHCN female official. Mm. You know, apparently they went to cut, her, cut his light or mm. whatever was happening there, mm -hmm. and he was trying to prevent them from doing it. And this woman was holding onto a wire that he, that he actually wanted, and she refused to let go. I saw that video. And then the next thing, you know what this guy did? He dropped his pants down and said i'm going to rape her <gasps> i will rape her yeah this on camera it. we all saw camera. his penis on and, camera and this so, is wow. the thing yes and the, the moment he did that she just let go of the wire, the wire. now what that video told me was that where's the, my, my first question i'm sorry to cut you off but where's that man now that's that's the point that is part where, of the uh, that's part of the problem men are not held accountable for these kinds of behaviors mm. so so you know, you you end up. <laughs> I think okay. What what I was saying initially was what this video taught me mm -hmm. was that Nigerian men mm -hmm. understand yeah, yeah, yeah. that rape yeah. is not about sex. It's about punishment. It's about power. It's about, it's about power over somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's about punishment and power. Mm -hmm. It's not just here. So, it's everywhere. So, yeah. Everywhere in the world. That's uh, what rape is about. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm talking about it in the context yeah, of Nigerian. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. so so you know. It is something that is very common. So why do people laugh? People, especially men, because why men do they make are jokes usually, of it, and why do they laugh? Okay, why do they make jokes? Because it's actually common. A, a lot of men have actually raped someone at one point or the other. That is just the actual truth. Do you agree with this? And that's the thing. You know, firstly, let me just add to Pamela's um, stats. Mm. What if? did um, some stats they collected mm. over some period and they actually came up with one of the most shocking mm. statistics ever. 10,000 rapes happen every day in Nigeria. 10,000. Don't crash your car. I will repeat it again. 10,000 rapes every day 
in Nigeria. Just like I said, just breathe that in and see what that means. So the chances are, and I do this every time when I'm out speaking, when I'm a speaker or in a forum or whatever. And I've done this and I say to, I say to the audience, if there is anybody in this room who has never been affected by sexual violence, either directly or indirectly, please raise your hand. I've addressed rooms of 500, 1,000 and more. Till today, I'm yet, yet to find anybody that raises their hands. That tells you how problematic, no, what a pandemic, forget epidemic, what a pandemic situation we have in this country. Now, let's go back to why people laugh. First and foremost, like Pamela said, the, the chances are, and it's a very, very, very real chance, that every other male in Nigeria, at some point or other in their life, has committed one form of sexual harassment or violence, either knowingly or unknowingly, at mm. least once in yes. their life. And that's because of the conditioning and the normalization of rape that has happened over decades. Yes. Now, why do women laugh? There's something we do in Nigeria. It's a way by which we mask our discomfort. Mm. Have you found yourself in um, watching a film or being at, I don't know, at a theater? I go to the theater quite a bit, being in the theater. And people are laughing. You're like, okay, I don't understand. Why am I the only one not laughing? Mm. And then they laugh again. And I'm thinking, well, what is funny? Mm. Often because we laugh our discomfort away. So if you think of those, the reason I gave you those statistics is to think, right, so one of the comedians is playing to, I mean, these people play to Eka Hotel. Eka Hotel has, what, something like 2,000 to 5,000 capacity when they play in that great big room. Mm. Now, imagine all the women that's in there. Going by these statistics, 99.9% .9 of the women in there would have experienced one form of sexual violence exactly. or the other, mm. right? 99% mm. of the men in that room would have committed one point mm. of sexual violence or the other, knowingly or unknowingly. So there's a comedian on stage and he's saying, yada, 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 yada. All the men laugh now because we don't do that. We don't exactly. be there. Don't be, so, not be like that. This one, this one. Like when Oke Bakasi said, eh, who raped you? Your husband. How your husband feel rape you? Everybody bust laughing because most of the people there were husbands, right? The women go along with the laughter because of their discomfort, because they've already been there. They've experienced it. Now, what do you then do? You look around you and you're like, everybody's laughing. Another for me to disconnect my experience mm. from what he's saying on stage. I have to laugh I'm just going to laugh along. All right, uh, Chi girl, I, I have to ask this. Assuming mm. that comedy actually has an influence, right? You have people, mm. comedians and members of the public who will say free speech is free speech. Yeah. All of you right. on this panel are advocates of free speech. Pamela, I read you, right. girl. So what do you say to those who say comedians are exercising their free speech rights and any attempt no. to police them is authoritarian? Now, once again, like I, I, I'm a believer, I'm a strong believer in choice. Hmm. And you using your choice. You choose to do something or you do not because you see the bad or good in what it is you're doing. Now, I, if, I mean, people have children, they have wives, they, they have sisters. Now, if you feel that it is okay to say these kind of things, 
knowing fully well, it could have happened to someone that you know or, or, or someone you know that knows indirectly or directly. Mm. If you choose, once again, to say, this is fine for me to say, then, like you said, who are we to to stop it? Because it's only social policing because there's nothing else that can happen. Mm. What am I going to... Even if, if I'm at a show and I try to stand up with a placard in the middle of a show, I can be taken out of the show. Okay, uh-huh. He's making his joke. I'm, I can't stop him. And there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. I just have to say, hoping that whatever messages I'm preaching reach other people and, and the, the droplets of, of, of what I'm trying to say get to other people that make them rethink mm. and say, I shouldn't be doing this. But at the end of the day, we cannot stop them, as we all know. Yes, we, we all have our rights. So, like, I'm using my right of my free speech mm. to say this is wrong. Mm-hmm. So, you who feel it is okay to make a joke out of something as serious and as damaging mm-hmm. as this, there's really nothing you can do. It's just that it, it, it gets to the place where those of us that do not want it to happen have to be more than those that will. Yes. Because then our voices are louder and, and our voices are more. Mm-hmm. So yes. then we now hush the other voices that are contrary to the good thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I always, I've always thought about this. And I said to myself, I said, one of the reasons I believe that one of the reasons why women are considered in such low regard is it's a, it's a, it's a deep, deep, deep intellectual and psychological flaw. Because Absolutely. you are born into a place that already sees you as a second-class citizen. Mm-hmm. And that thing will follow you until you get to your life and your marriage and blah, 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 blah. And even when you marry, your husband can still be among those that see you as a second-class citizen. Mm. Because nobody, because you're born into a place where they, you're, you're not equal to a man. Mm. You cannot be equal to a man. You are never equal to a man. You are supposed to be this. You're supposed to be that. That's what they're telling you what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So, we, and then... And then we as women are raising sons yeah. who have these these beliefs in how women are and how to treat women. Mm. So then is the problem with us as women because we are raising the children who are going to be men. Mm. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So does the cycle does the cycle continue? Mm-hmm. So because so now maybe because I've been treated a certain way all my life mm-hmm. and in my mind, psychologically I have been made to believe that the bad the bad behavior I am getting is what I deserve to get. Mm. So if I raise a son, I would he's supposed to treat a woman yeah. that way because yeah. that is the way I was treated. Of course, you pass on what you know, right? Yeah, you, you pass, pass on, on what, what you know, you know. And, and and we do better because we know better. So if yeah. we don't if we don't know better, we won't do better. Yeah, I like, I it, like... It, it brings me it brings me to sorry it brings me to watching when I watch the movie Color Purple and that's one of the things that stuck with me. The mm. movie Color Purple with Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah Winfrey. Mm. I remember the scene where. When um um Oprah Oprah uh, when 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 Whoopi's character was talking to her husband mm-hmm. about uh, well, about I think her son uh, about Oprah's husband's character and, and he said beta mm. because Whoopi's character all she knew in that and that whole film she was beaten and treated like trash the whole movie through that's right and in her mind the best thing for that other woman was to be beaten yeah. <laughs> to beat beat her into subjection unfortunately yeah. we are out of time ladies oh, <laughs> oh we didn't even get I to talk know. nollywood I know. sandra what we can do hold on hold on ladies we gotta do better we know better than that we know better what we can do wait hold on what we we're out of time completely like my producers are giving me some to like go, oh so what we can do is maybe if I can uh, get the three women, it's probably going to be impossible because everybody has impossible schedules. But if we can get the three women back into the studio, 
year we may be able to have a part two of this conversation because it's part so of this, part it's of our 16 so days, huge. Yes, 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 yes days. I think so. That would it, be it's nice. It's a huge conversation because we haven't even talked films. Yes, and we, we need, need to, to talk, talk films, films as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. Chi girl, thank well, you so much for taking time. It does. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I could I could join the conversation. Show me. Bring back some keleshi from Abuja. From my sister. My walk is doing somehow. I don't have time for keleshi. Okay. I'm walking. All right. I'm so proud of you. Thanks for your time, Chi girl. Okay. And Pamela, thank you so much for coming to the studio as well. Riti Yusuf, thank you so much. I cannot wait to listen to who you're going to be talking to tomorrow on Lisa Legush. And who's that? Who are you talking to tomorrow? I'm speaking to, believe it or not, Larry Shashare, who's actually, I think she's cousin to um Shashare that did the Shupa Shashare, you know, the documentary about Lagos. Yeah. And she's actually they even have their own sort of agic they have their own coat of arms in mm. Lagos. Mm-hmm. So it's really exciting. Okay. She has so much history. So tomorrow, six thirty, yeah, 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 tune yeah, in and yeah. listen to uh, all the things uh, you can learn from Shashare. Sandra is yet to be a listed Lagosian. I'm gonna I'm, grab I'm, I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing. I'm still one year old. We've been talking here for like five years and yeah. I'll be listed Lagosian. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, let's talk about borders and customs and cars. You're listening to Glass Ceiling on 99.3 Nigeria Info. 99.3 Nigeria Info.